Good morning. Please stand for the call to worship and remain standing for the hymn. Come home for Christmas, brothers and sisters. Come home to the family of our faith. We gather to celebrate the advent of the one that beckons us into extended and glorious family. Be at peace. God has welcomed us home and draws us together in affection and shared purpose. We are all together into the holy fabric of spiritual community that enriches and ennobles our relationships. Thanks be to God. second candle symbolizes peace, the peace of mind and the peace of heart that God gives us through Jesus. As we light this second candle, we acknowledge that we never have to be afraid because God is always with us. We place our trust in knowing that God is working in us to bring peace to a desperate world. 
We give thanks to God for guiding us to have hope for a peaceful world. Thanks be to God, our peace. Amen. Amen. Thank you, thank you, Cassie and Sarah. Thank you so much, Blaze. Light one candle for love, one bright candle for... Hi, guys. I am so excited to spend this time with you today, the second Sunday of Advent. So can you guess what this Sunday is? Yes, it is the Sunday of love. There are so many hymns, so many verses about how Jesus came to this earth to bring the love of the Father. One of my favorite hymns is Love Came Down at Christmas. So, who do you love and how do you show your love to them? I wanna share something with you today. While I was unpacking my Christmas ornaments, I found this beautiful stained glass heart. Can you kind of see it glittering with the light behind it? in front of it. So I forgot I had these, but this was purchased by my mother-in-law and given to our family for Christmas. There were five of them, one for each of us, as her symbol of how very much she loves not only her son Jeff, but me, and of course she loves her grandchildren. There are many, many great ways to share that love. So my challenge for you this week is to find a way to love a neighbor, to love your family. And sometimes we forget that this is really important. Find a way to love yourself. So as we go about our Advent season, our preparation time, looking forward to what is to come, remember, that there is hope and there is love. Let us pray. Dear God, thank you so much for sending Jesus into our lives, that he taught us how to live and especially how to love. As we go through the preparation of Advent, help our hearts hear your voice, help our hearts feel your love, that it spills out of us and into each other. We ask this in Jesus' name. And all God's children say, amen. All right, guys, your teachers are waiting in the back, going back for class, and I will see you in just a couple weeks.
Holy God, we thank you for this beautiful day in which you are nurturing our environment with rain. We are blessed to be in your care. We know that in our prayer life that you hear us as we pray. You hear the stirrings of our spirits, the yearning of our minds, and the hopes of our hearts. We sit in that trust and know that it is through your love, the power of your grace in our lives, that we are given life, that we are given joy. We find the way to hope and we can establish peace. So touch us this morning in a powerful and in a real way that would help us be strengthened and encouraged. We pray for those around us who are struggling with physical or mental health issues. We pray for those in troubled relationships who are uncertain about paychecks. We pray for those who are ill at ease. Come into their lives. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. For our extended family members who are battling cancer and their families who are loving them through this experience, we, we think of Kathy Drake and Bill Nodoff, Brother Jeter, Sally DeLong, Sarah Pierce, and Bobby Dilge. We pray that you would surround them in love and help them to move forward in a way of grace and of comfort. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We think of Jim Giuliano's family and friends who are grieving his death. We think of Ruth Granoian, her family and friends who are grieving her death. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We pray for Mike Teobaldi as, as he is diagnosed with multiple myeloma. We pray that his physicians and those around him would figure out the best course in which to move forward that would uh, strengthen Mike. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. And we pray for those who are suffering from COVID. We are we are told that the Stone family has COVID. We pray for them, for their health, for their recovery. We pray for uh, Ryan and Dylan Hart who have come down with COVID this morning. We pray for them as well. And all those who are around them that may be have exposed to them, we pray for their safety, their health. We pray for caregivers and medical personnel that have helping us all move through this time not just of COVID, but of heightened flu and RSV. Help us to take care of one another, Lord God. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. And we pray for those situations around the world in which there is suffering, violence, there is war. We pray for those suffering drought and famine. We, we think about our word, Lord God, as, as the extended family through our faith acknowledging your authorship of all of us, the creative power that brings forth light, and we, we think of our brothers and sisters around the globe as 
family. We would pray that you would help us to care for one another as we would for family. Help us. Oh, Lord, hear our prayers. We think of the ministries of our church, our efforts to uh, follow your will through our ministries. We pray for your empowerment. We pray that you would help us to be the stewards that we need to be to help our ministries be sustained. We pray for the good that we do and that we could do, and we pray that you would help us to find our way to it. We pray this all in the name of your Son, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, We forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen.
Our scripture reading today is Isaiah chapter 11, verses 1 through 10. Hear these words. A shoot shall come out from the stalk of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. His delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see or decide by what his ears hear, but with righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth and with the breath of his lips he shall kill the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt around his waist and faithfulness the belt around his loins. The wolf shall live with the lamb, the leopard shall lie down with the kid, and the calf and the lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze, their young lion lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play over the hole of the asp, and the weaned child shall put its hand on the adder's den. They will not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. On that day, the root of Jesse shall stand as a signal to the peoples. The nations shall inquire of him, and his dwelling shall be glorious. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Indulge me just for a second to uh, say a word about our choir again. You realize just how fortunate you are, don't you, to be a part of a worshiping congregation that has a music department like we have. I know those of you online, um, you're, you're hearing it, and I hope it's coming through beautifully, but it is just beautiful in this space. And uh, thank you. Thank you for uh, taking the time and uh, learning and providing for us that way. You know, studies show that if you listen to good music a lot, you are a healthier person. And if you sing, you're even a healthier person. You know, I mean, it helps. Singing collectively with one another. Now, David, I don't know if standing while everyone is singing helps you to be healthier. Um, but it might, it might, but um, I, I give you permission to sing even though you, you worry that those people around you are going to be uh, bothered by that. No, seriously, seriously, singing is, is something in, in the collective that helps to uplift our spirit. So uh, what a blessing it is to be part of a church family where each week you can come and hear and participate in the power of music to heal, besides the words that are being said that get our heads screwed on straight. Anyway, may the words of my mouth be acceptable in thy sight. O 
Our Isaiah passage this morning is the anchor for our thoughts. It begins with a marvelous reference to the regenerative nature of the olive tree. The, the massive trunk, if you're not aware, becomes hollow as time passes, as the decades pass. And when the tree is felled, or if it falls because of its weakness, it sprouts again around the edges of the trunk. So listen to two biblical passages that, that underscore this for us. For there is hope for a tree if it is cut down, that it will sprout again and that its shoots will not cease. This is from, from Job. Though its roots grow old in the earth and its stump dies in the ground, yet at the scent of water it will bud and put forth branches like a young olive. And then out of Psalms, your wife will be like a fruitful vine within your house. Your children will be like olive shoots around your table. The imagery provided by the olive tree puts to work by our prophets to further explain an understanding of the Messiah. The Abrahamic covenant passed down through Jesse to David. We hear about in the passage that John read this morning, a shoot shall come out from the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And then again, about the household of David, now sprouting and growing bringing forth the long-awaited Messiah. The spirit of the Lord shall rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. His delight shall be in the fear of the Lord, in the awe, respectful awe of the law. These are the prophetic words identifying the nature of the coming Messiah, words that we Christians hear as descriptive of Christ Jesus. For Christ is from the lineage of David, a shoot of a regenerating tree like the olive tree. This Bethlehem babe grew to be the Messiah, our Christ, and he thoroughly delights in the Lord. Now, it really is not surprising that, that family imagery would be so prominent in Scripture. The culture is, is grounded in family. It's grounded in tribe. And much of that remains today in the region. And it may be a little foreign to us Westerners in that we are a little bit more individualistic and a little bit more mobile from our tribe and from our family. Yet, you know, we still harbor that need for intimate connections with others. And we seek, we seek the, the benefits of a, of a caring uh, tribe, a caring network around us. 
Now, for many of us, this family is our, is our biological family. For others, it emerges from important associations like, like Dodger Nation or a group of golfers or quilters, book studiers, or even a group of cancer victims. We all hunger for the intimacy and the acceptance that families offer. And more often, the, the imagery of family is a big part of the, of the holiday season. Just ask anyone who has lost a loved one, and they will talk about the, the gap left and so strongly felt at the holidays. Or talk to young people who are having their first Christmas away from home. Amid all that excitement, the feeling of disconnect from strong memories and nurturing relationships. Or the business traveler who is stuck out of town due to bad weather. Or the soldier who is overseas on duty. Ask any of these, and they will say that they want to be home for Christmas. They want to be home for Christmas. Celebrating the holiday with their loved ones, with their family. As many of us look forward to these holiday get-togethers, anticipating the hugs, the conversation, the food, the gifts, some others of us will be among those who will be observing the holidays seemingly by themselves. Now, if you are among these, know that you are not unique in this. You are not alone in your sense of aloneness. There are many who have a similar situation at the holidays. Yet the good news, the good news of the season and the great good news of Christ Jesus is that we never really fully stand alone. Even when we seem so all alone. The sharing of the Messiah is a family making event. Christ's love and power makes families even where there seems to be none. Now we're told that Jesus had a, a large family, at least we get mixed reports from our Gospels as to how you might understand the size of Jesus' family. And it seemed to, to all extent and purposes that it, it must have been a fairly functional Middle Eastern family because Jesus seems to have grown up 
pretty functional, <laughs> we, we might say. So probably was a pretty functional family. After his death, we're told that uh, one of his brothers followed in his footsteps and became part of the leadership of the Jerusalem church. Yet when people think about Jesus' family, if they don't just think about this upcoming nativity story, or maybe the, uh, the fleeing into Egypt or the traveling back to Nazareth, when they, when they think about family, they, they go to this startling story that is in Scripture, which at first blush seems kind of cold. The situation is that his family has come to check out what he is doing. I think it's in Capernaum because they've heard rumors of what's going on with their son and they're, they're a little worried about what he's up to, what he's saying. I think they're a little worried about how Herod Antipas might be looking at what Jesus is doing and saying. They don't say that in Scripture, but they're concerned about him. So they're coming to Capernaum. Basically, they're coming to take him home, to save him from himself. Jesus is told his family is outside the, outside the house requesting his attention. Your family is here. They want to talk to you, Jesus. Jesus kind of Cast them aside. This is why it's such a difficult passage. He just kind of cast them aside. And he says, who is my mother? And who are my brothers? And pointing to his disciples, he's remembered as saying, here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and my sister and my mother. Now, when I hear that, I, I think about the prophecy that was told to Mary about how this child, this young child, would be the cause of many people stumbling and a sword, was it a sword, will pierce your own soul? And I think this might have been one of those sad moments for Mary as mother trying to get her head around what her son was up to and what it might mean to everybody and her. It sounds a bit harsh, this passage. It sounds a bit harsh to his biological relations, yet it is a groundbreaking statement a groundbreaking statement about how faith can create family. That our congregation is a ready venue for family. In Galatians, the congregation of believers is actually referred to as the family of faith. You've heard me use that a lot. It's in Galatians. 
Jesus' insight about the power of faith being able to knit together the fabric of family for believers, for whoever would believe, is already taking hold here a generation after Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. We are family, Jesus is saying. We are family. You have family here. This is home. This can be your home and your family. It's an offer extended to all of us. We are never without family, really. Even when our earthly family has departed us, or, or in the harsh moments of, of hurting hearts, they turn from us and say something nasty, something that scars and hurts. Even in those circumstances, God is always with us as father, as mother, as parent of love and emotional strength for us. Through our baptism, we are born into a larger Christian family. And specifically into how this is made real in the living moments of our lives, this local family of faith, this church. UMCWV is a family of faith. We are here from God, thanks be to God, somehow we have found our way down the roads, the corners and the rocks of life. We have found our way here with one another. What will you do with that? That possibility, that privilege? Well, and that responsibility. We are here as family of faith for one another and those who have yet to cross the threshold of our doors. We are family. We will laugh together. We're supposed to laugh together. And we will cry together. We might tussle with one another. And on occasion, we might hurt one another's feelings. That's not the end of it. That's not the end of it. Who doesn't tussle and hurt feelings in family? And we will seek forgiveness. We will. If we let Jesus lead our lives, we will seek forgiveness. We will seek reconciliation. We will seek change. We will seek restoration, restitution if that's needed. We will seek that as family. And we will live on together with each other, finding our way forward if we have the spiritual guts. We are a family 
We are at home in the church because Christ is our brother and God is our parent. We are brothers and sisters together. We are family. When we come home for Christmas, we are coming home to God and entering back into our family. Welcome home. Welcome home. Come home for Christmas. A candle has been left in the window. You are welcome here, and the family has gathered and awaits your presence. You belong here. You are wanted here. Your relations, welcome home. Amen. As we draw near to the manger this Advent season, let us meditate upon the gifts we would bring to honor the birth of the Bethlehem babe, our Lord and Savior. May our offering today be a sign of our faith and our desire to live lives of discipleship in his holy name.
there's still a, a moment before we begin communion. So if you don't have uh, the combo packet here in person, um, looks like David's gonna help you out if you, if you need it. And if you're at home, uh, dart off real quickly and get something to drink and uh, get a little piece of bread. At some point down the line, we're gonna have communion like we used to. <laughs> I invite you uh, with the packet or in person just to wait till well, I'm done with uh, all of the liturgy and then I'll say the gifts of God for the people of God and that's a sign of when I'm done. And then we'll all do it together if you want. If you get anxious, you can do it faster. It's all right. It's still, it's still will work. God bless. We're thankful for David's help, we think. I... Holy God, in this season when we celebrate the coming of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, we give you thanks and we give you praise. You created all things and called them good. You made us in your own image. Even though we rebelled against your love, you did not desert us. You delivered us from captivity and made covenant to be our sovereign God. Therefore, with the prophets and all who looked forward to a better age to come, with all your people in all ages, we give you praise, we give you thanks. Holy is your name and blessed is your son, Jesus Christ, whom you sent in the fullness of time to be a light to the nations. You scatter the proud in the imagination of their hearts and have mercy on those who fear you from generation to generation. You put down the mighty from their thrones and exalt those of low degree. You fill the hungry with good things and the exploitive you send away empty. Your own son came among us as a servant to be Emmanuel, your presence with us. He humbled himself in obedience to your will and freely accepted death on a cross. On the night he offered himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup. And again, he gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples and said, drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. 
by the baptism of his suffering and death and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from captivity to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant. Therefore, in remembrance of all of your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we ask you to accept this our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving, which we offer in union with Christ's sacrifice for us. Send the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord God, on us, on this offering that we have taken today and on these gifts of which we are partaking. That in the breaking of this bread and in the drinking of this cup, we may know the presence of the living Christ. Be one body in him, cleansed by his blood. Faithfully serve him in the world and look forward to that day foretold by prophets and apostles when the one who came in humility and the one who comes today in word and spirit shall come in final victory. Through him, with him, and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. The gifts of God for the people of God. We give you thanks, almighty God, that you have refreshed us through the healing power of this gift of life. And we pray that in your mercy you would strengthen us through this gift in faith towards you and in fervent love towards one another. For the sake of Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Let's stand and sing our closing hymn. service has been a blessing to you. God has left the light on. Your faith family 
awaits your coming to embrace you, to celebrate together the power of God's spirit in our midst to work wonderful, wonderful things. Hope to see you today at 4 p.m. for our Advent celebration. Until then, let us join together in our responsive benediction. Behold the star in the sky, the heralding angels, the attentive shepherds, the journeying magi, the holy family gathering for a miracle of life. Live in the peace of God for wondrous things emerging now, even now. We will